Welcome to The Big Cheese Show, your destination for fantasy sports domination. Now, here's your host, Chris The Big Chee Cheon. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chris Cheon, a.k.a. The Big Cheese Show. And on this week's edition of the show, I'm joined by Scott Abraham. I joined Scott on Sports Talk WJLA 24-7. And Scott and I broke down the Redskins win over the Panthers. I know it's Thursday already, so we're not going to jump into that too much. But we did discuss who the next head coach should be. And we debated whether the Skins actually have a shot against the Packers this week. We also talk about some solid running back two options in fantasy football. Here we go. Let's talk about our home team, the Washington Redskins. Hey, two straight wins, Chi. What do you, what do you make of this team right now? What I make of this team is they've beaten two teams with backup quarterbacks. So yep, I am yep. not overly getting exciting. But what I am happy to see is Dwayne Haskins doing the fundamental things correctly. His feet and his head and his hands and his decision making all kind of being in sync right he was able to keep plays alive there was one where Jeremy Sprinkle dropped an easy kind of play out to the outside but Haskins kept the play alive and what I'm liking is he is recognizing defenses I listened to his press conference he kept saying Luke Keekley was calling this and I knew he was going to be coming with this so I he wanted me to audible but I didn't do that he's yeah. just whole process seems to be improving here so I think the sky is kind of the limit, Scott. The Redskins beat the Packers last year. Granted, it was home, but I almost think the Redskins have a better chance of playing better on the road than playing here because it'd be, this stadium would be full of Packers fans. I'm not so totally saying that the Redskins don't have a shot to beat the Packers. And, she, you know, talking about Dwayne Haskins, remember when he entered that football game against the New York Giants? Yep. In a sense, he looked like a deer in headlines. you got to like the progress, the whole body of work from when he first set – on the field and the Giants to the end of the game against Carolina. Yeah, and like guys like Eric Flowers stepping up. I mean, if we're not talking about Eric Flowers, it's because he's doing his job and he's keeping Haskins upright enough. He had enough time to work against this Carolina defense. And another thing, too, even more so than Haskins and his ability to make plays, it's knowing to call the right play, the run play. They exploited. Carolina is one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Well, guess what? Haskins recognized that and got it to Geis and got it to AP. So, again, I think this offense kind of coming together. I'd love to see mm -hmm. some more playmakers on the outside, some wide receivers. But, again, Haskins talked about his familiarity with Harmon. He knew Harmon before he even knew Terry McLaurin. But McLaurin's his college teammate. So, leading kind of into the question of the night about Bill Callahan, if this group can continue to look okay and show improvements, well, then I see an argument for retaining Callahan for maybe another year. Great point. This team is is playing with passion. They're playing hard. I love the defense getting seven sacks against Carolina, a defense who we thought they would be at the beginning of the season. Obviously, it took a while, but even without Ryan Kerrigan, great to see that physicality, that toughness, uh, trying to win those battles in the trenches. Uh, the offensive line doing a good job. The defense, as I mentioned, the defensive line. Bill Callahan, he's brought that run-first mentality, that physicality mentality. Um, it's working so far. It seems like they're buying in, Chi. Seems like they're buying in, and this defense is playing better without Josh Norman starting, I which know. is kind of Two hard to believe. But is it really? I mean, when you watch Fabian Moreau, he's making some plays yeah. out there. The, the Redskins defense as a whole, we knew, as you mentioned, those guys are there. Now, what worries me about this upcoming matchup with the Packers, I talked about how they could make it a game. 
Are they going to be able to get to Aaron Rodgers? Brian Balaga, even on a sprained MCL, looked great last week against the Giants. I, I just worry kind of if the Redskins defense is good enough to keep up with Rodgers. I mean, your point earlier in the show is perfect. The Redskins face two backup quarterbacks, Driscoll and Allen. Aaron Rodgers a different beast. A different beast, and he's got guys, I mean, outside of, you know, Devontae Adams, Adams, who's finally kind of coming about, and he had a nice game against the Giants. Where you can beat the Packers is with their second and third wide receivers. These guys do tend to make mistakes. And then, like, the Packers have the worst punt return unit yeah. in, like, the NFL. You're just going to have to get lucky on Sunday, catch a couple of breaks, maybe make Rodgers uncomfortable at times. You know how he can kind of get sour back there <laughs> in his face, facial expressions and whatnot? you got to catch the Packers, like, when they played against the Chargers. Maybe they went to, you know, Nobu Steakhouse the night before. They, you know, oh, not come taking on now. We you. We love no Nobu. But, like, you know, hopefully they don't take you seriously and think yeah. that they're going to roll over you and you got to catch some breaks like that. I mean, the Redskins have nothing to lose. I mean, they're yep. going up to Lambeau. I mean, they're playing with house money in a sense. Uh, and you want to see progress again. Dwayne Haskins in a tough environment, uh, a road environment, Lambeau Field, the cold, uh, the elements. I mean, this is going to be a good test for the young quarterback. No doubt about it. And again, I think that he's big, right? Like, I think a lot of times when we talk about him, we talk about the big arm. I love big his bodied. upper body. Yeah. Like, these, some of these defensive ends I've watched and linebackers have almost tried to tackle him high. He can move away from that stuff. That's why we drafted this guy, because of his just big presence. No, he's not going to take off and run like Lamar Jackson. But look at this play right here. I mean, yeah. this is escaping, recognizing this is what the defense has given you, and he's doing more things like that. So I I've always believed in Haskins' talent. I I he's a raw player. He's coming together a little bit. I just keep hearing these things. We like how he's committed to the run. He brings some stability. I mean, yeah. what does that mean? Stability has been losing here, and committing to the run is a finite result as far as getting points on the board. I just don't think it's generating enough. I want to see this team emulate the Patriots more. Short passing. The second Haskins gets the ball, he's getting Boom. rid of it. He's finding Geis. He's finding, hopefully, a tight end not named Sprinkle next season. He's finding his short intermediary guys, Harmon and McLaurin. That's how I think this offense should be centered. Not just, oh, we're going to pound the rock with Geis and Peterson. I just never think you're going to totally advance to the promised land with that mindset. To your point, I think the offense is evolving a little bit more each week as sure. Dwayne gets comfortable under center, getting more reps under his belt. And I think you're right. I think this offense might continue to hum along here and get better and better as, as they get some more consistency because they looked, for the most part, pretty darn good in, in certain phases and certain stages of the game against Carolina. And a lot of times it's about getting your players up to be motivated to play when you're not going to the playoffs. And I think Bill Callahan and his staff and Kevin O'Connell and Tim Rattay, these guys got their players ready to perform, especially when they went down two touchdowns. Yep. Could have easily Full bowed the out of the game, and they certainly did not do that. So I like those aspects, but, I mean, I'm going to sing this tune for the entire offseason, and maybe Dan Snyder will hear me, but I doubt it. Matt Rule, Baylor. He is like in a, take, taking Baylor after the depths yeah. of, that their program has mm -hmm. gone to relevance, playing in the Big 12 title game. I just think that it's a no-brainer. You better go all in on that rule. So please be listening. Well, what about uh, Mr. Ron Rivera? No. That's just, he got fired. Lost to the Redskins. What, another retread NFL head coach here? I just Let's like be a little bit more forward-thinking and progressive with our hiring. Right. Not just going to Ron Rivera because he took – 
the Panthers with Cam Newton in his prime to the Super Bowl. Josh Norman, too. Josh Norman as well, that's true. <laughs> the glory days of Josh Norman. The most recent poll in the Washington Post, or I don't know where exactly it was, but Nets. the most, yes. So there you have it. It's not the Redskins. I do think there is a fan base here. They'll come back if the Redskins start winning. It's just when is that ever going to happen? The, the, the concern is, 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 is the generation, the young generation, the young Redskins fans, they don't know about winning with this franchise. No. All they know about is headaches and losses and tears. I mean, that's the issue they're having is how are you going to get these young fans to make a trip out to Landover where there's not really any metro access. I yeah. mean, that, that's the issue they're having, Gian. Yeah, and the state of Maryland is probably, you're talking about raising kids and whatnot, they're going to raise their kids to be Ravens fans who are a winning yeah. top-tier organization. So you're absolutely right, and that's a whole other problem, the whole put the stadium in D.C. thing. Maybe that'll happen, Scott, in our it, lifetime. You and I have both, I've been to a Ravens game, you've been to a Ravens game. It's they're awesome. It's totally different. Yeah. And Redskins games were awesome, like, against the Packers last year. Yeah. We can get back to that. Yeah. All right, so one of the most volatile positions of fantasy football, running back. RB2 has been a headache this year. Here are some of your top plays for, for your running backs. Yep. So obviously McCaffrey, Zeke, Henry, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, all, to, all RB1s. But I want to yep. touch on RB2s yep. because that's going to either make or break uh, your playoff win here uh, this week in your fantasy football playoffs. Give me some RB2s. So really a guy that I'm going to be looking at this week is Jamal Williams. Now this is deeper, 14-team mm -hmm. leagues, but like, again, I'm using Jamal Williams as an example because he's playing the Redskins. It's a flex option. He's still pretty involved in the passing game for Green Bay. Aaron Jones, it's similar to the Penny Carson situation in Seattle. Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, two guys that are splitting work, and Jamal Williams has been pretty involved in the passing game. So he's somebody I like as an option for RB2. Also, LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy. We've got Darwin Thompson, as I mentioned, is the waiver wire, but he hasn't exactly been a stalwart in that nope. backfield. And you've got Damian Williams down, Darrell Williams down, so certainly somebody. And then thirdly, you mentioned your Buffalo Bills. Devin Singletary is a guy I like because if you're going to beat the Ravens, it's not going to be passing on the outside. Their cornerbacks are too good. you got to run the football. And Josh Allen, I think, recognizes i got to hand this ball off to Devin Singletary a lot for us to really hum. All right, let's go to a quick phone call. Jason in New York. Jason, how are you tonight? What's up, Jason? Doing great, guys. How are you? Good. What do you Good. want to touch on tonight? Uh, so I'm in the first round of a fantasy playoff. Okay. And I have Pat Mahomes as quarterback against the Patriots defense. And I know Chris is a former Dolphins fan, so I was wondering if you would Fitzpatrick. either start Mahomes or pick up a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Okay. All right. Jason, thanks for the call. Appreciate you watching. Yep. Great question because I had that same question to you off camera. What's your philosophy? Do you get cute here in the playoffs or do you stick to your horses like a Patrick Mahomes? Like I had the quandary of, I have a Sam Darnold on the bench right now. He's up against Miami. He, he's talking about Tannehill, who's one of the hottest quarterbacks right now for Tennessee. Going what up you, against you, Oakland in a, in a favorable matchup. What do you do here? Because Mahomes has a tough matchup on paper in New England. I'm playing Patrick Mahomes. I did get cute last week. I played Sam Darnold over Deshaun Watson against his Patriots defense, and look how that turned out. Deshaun Watson absolutely mm -hmm. lit them up because he is an elite quarterback, especially in terms of fantasy. He's in that special category. Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, really, and Lamar Jackson. Those three are the guys that play every week. 
Yes, you can try and go Tannehill against Oakland, but would you be really, really be surprised if Tannehill put up 170, one touchdown, an interception, and it's a Derrick Henry run all over them game? No. I'm playing Mahomes, who I think has an opportunity to – the Patriots were a little bit sick last week. They had the flu-like yeah. symptoms. But over the top, who's stopping Tyree Kill? Nobody on the Patriots is. Yeah, I believe he can. His hamstring. He's not healthy. They'll make something work in this Patriots Chiefs right. game. This is a premier game for the NFL. Tyree Kills, Hamill the eye. All right, if you have Patrick Mahomes, roll out Fire your him. horse. All right, there was my conversation with Scott Abraham, sports anchor with ABC7 here in DC. Little non-sports bonus content for you listeners today on the Big Cheese Show. Just a couple of minutes, and it applies to most of you. Holidays almost here, and I was joined by Google's sustainability officer, Kate Brandt, who is actually the nation's first chief sustainability officer appointed by President Obama. Now, I spoke to Kate about some environmentally friendly tips that are offered on Google's tool, Your Plan, Your Planet which offers suggestions on sustainability when it comes to the food you'll be making over the holidays. And I asked Kate, what were some of her favorite tips? Take a listen. A few of my favorite tips in there are apples. You know, apples, if you put them out in a fruit basket, they only stay good for about six to ten days. But if you store them in your fridge, they'll last for up to six weeks. So you can have apple pie filling on demand if you put those apples away in your fridge. Um, another important tip is around eggs. You know, when eggs pass their sell-by date, don't toss them. They're actually good for three more weeks. And then if you like them hard-boiled, those are best for about a week in your fridge. So those are some important tips for, for stocking the fridge and for coming home from the grocery store. Um, but also, you know, when you're throwing a gathering, Really good to think about how many people you're serving and really trying to, to make the right amount of food to serve those folks so you don't have too many leftovers. But when you do have leftovers, I also have some great recipes that I love to make with leftovers. Um, favorite one right now is a frittata. You know, you can scramble up a bunch of eggs, get those leftover veggies, any meats, saute those up and bake it together as a frittata and then you get a great easy breakfast after your your holiday meals now kate how about some ideas for sustainable holiday gifts i could certainly use some of those tips on getting gifts i never know what to get anybody so i've been thinking uh this season about experiential gifts so you know giving people a museum membership or event tickets or even, you know, something that would be helpful to them down the road, sort of an IOU gift, you know, saying, here's a dinner on me to cook you dinner or babysitting. Those can be really great options. And, you know, I also still really love homemade gifts, you know, someone's favorite baked goods or knitting a scarf or a hat or even, you know, making a scrapbook from a trip you might have taken together or memories together over the years. Those are some of my favorite gift ideas this season. Thank you to Google's Kate Brandt for taking a few moments to join me here on the Big Cheese Show. And thank you to all of you who listened. I'm going to have a Friday episode out in the afternoon. For those of you who play DraftKings, please subscribe to Big Cheese Show on iTunes. Leave a comment. Say you like the show. Say, say you don't like it. Whatever. I just need the interaction there. And if you do comment, you are a sponsor. I will shout out your business. Whatever you're working on. Project-wise, you name it. I got you. Music in this episode is Rev by Eveningland. Let's dominate in week 14.